As stated at the beginning of this podcast, this podcast stands with Black Lives Matter and all the important discussions and movements going on with that. Thus, we took a little break to focus on that. That doesn't mean we are stopping, and we will continue to add to the support of Black Lives Matter. This podcast wants you to know that Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter. Now, remember that as you listen to the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. I know it's been a hot minute, but I'm your boy, Felipe, and I'm joined today by the lovely Naomi Lambert. Hello. A.K.A. Nay underscore underscore 27. Ooh, one underscore. One underscore. Yes. <laughs> Naomi, do you want to give an introduction to yourself? Oh, gosh. Do I? Let's see. Well, you said my name. And, uh, yeah, we are, I guess, now BU alum just out here spending our days in quarantine watching those decoms and yes uh, before we move any further happy Juneteenth everyone yes we're gonna get that to be a national holiday and uh we're gonna bring in Naomi who is a woman of color and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about literally an iconic black film so yes (laughs) <laughs> like for disney we, we yes. didn't we didn't plan it to be today but like it's it was meant very, to be this it way. was meant to be yeah um and like obviously we recognize especially me that there is a lot of important discussions and actions happening right now and that we are in a place of privilege where we can sit here and talk about this fun movie from 2012 and we urge everyone to keep stay informed and everything and this podcast stands in solidarity with our black and brown friends yeah i mean take today to actually support a black owned business read a book about black history um watch a black movie miss juneteenth is out just you know do something yes um and feel free to listen to us and just remember that like if you're able to listen to us like that is a sense of privilege and us being here is our own privilege because there's a lot of other stuff going on right now, but we just want everyone to be as educated and as strong of an ally as possible. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if there was ever a time to shine, but on a light on a <laughs> Disney movie, that's, yeah. you know, kind of an underrated black Disney movie, why not yes. today? Or, you know, so yeah. Yes. And Naomi chose this movie. Um, other contenders were True Jackson in that we love. episode. We do love. Um, <laughs> and then we also discussed Color of Friendship. But Naomi, not, she's not oh, a wow. hater, but she's never seen it. Me on air? You've seen it once. Yes, I will expose you because that is a yeah. movie. Well, when did that come out though? I've seen I have... or something. Okay, well, your girl was born in 1998, and I didn't start watching Disney Channel until, um, which is hard to believe because I am a Disney Channel fanatic, but I didn't start watching it until. Um, I was in kindergarten because this girl was like, oh, like, I don't know, I don't think the Cheetah Girls was out yet, but someone was like, oh, have you seen X, Y, and Z Disney movie? And I'm like, girl, what's that? 
And then they were like, go to channel 31 if you want some more, like, whatever. And I was, my mind was blown. So I didn't start watching Disney until kindergarten. That's my little disclaimer. But um, I have seen didn't start watching the, movie. the Disney channel, like, religiously until middle school. So yeah, well, that's not the point. where's your taste school. if you didn't watch Color of Friendship? No, I have seen it, though. That's the thing. I have seen okay. it, but I was very young, and I haven't had a chance to see it, like, since I, you know, was, like, yeah. old enough to, like, really follow the movie. But, no, um, that's fair. Yeah. But anyways, do you want to give us a little background on Let It Shine? Like, who's in it? What, like, a kind of simple synopsis before we kind of go beat by beat organizing it? Sure. And you could probably help Breaking me, it Felipe. Yes. But basically, Let It Shine, like you said, came out in the summer of 2012. It's a cool decom because it is a Black musical. Um, and it's retelling, you, you got to help me with it. It's retelling a story <laughs> from a play. Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, play from like the 1800s, like, or like late 1800s, I think. So, you know, it's got that, what's it called? Like academic twist. Like, you know, this is very, yes. not classical, but it's a, it's a modern day spin. How about that? Um, and it stars some really cool people. Of course, has all these elements and songs, like hip hop and rap and a little bit of pop in there. And gospel. So, oh, of course, my favorite. <laughs> yes. And it stars some... Uh, kind of familiar faces you definitely probably know Tyler James Williams everybody not you know hates Chris we love Chris and uh Miss Coco Jones an underrated Disney legend and uh Trevor Jackson you might know him from Grownish. um yeah and also Brandon my good Michael friend Smith. come on Brandon Michael Smith Lord of the Bling if you watch Sunny with, Sunny a, with chance. a Chance yes and I think he's also on like a Hulu thing at like he was also in Starstruck. Oh my god! Starstruck. And I think he was the bad guy too. Or he, he, he was either the best role. friend or the bad guy. He was the best friend, I think, but he also was kind of like flashy. I think, yeah. like the cool guy. Wasn't he the famous guy? Or they were both famous? I don't know. We should do Starstruck next, but um, yeah. Yeah, but um, and that's pretty much the big group of players in the film we have cyrus's parents don lewis and uh courtney b vance um and then lila who is the only white person in this film nicole sullivan um oh wait is who's levi oh alex dessert levi he's not white he's the close no no no, i know i know but i was like where's the other person yeah no lila's the only white person besides the extras yes (laughs) yeah um yeah and something cool about this movie also that i saw with my wikipedia deep dive it also aired on bet um a few months later so it's definitely you know one of those cool disney movies that because you could tell like if you watch it i know lots of people haven't seen it because it definitely kind of came towards the end of like our generation but it was a later one and one of the few gems i think not gems but towards the end of disney's golden age and it kind of got stuck under the rug but um if you just watch it, there's so many themes. And even though, like, yeah, it's a quote-unquote kids movie, I think it does still stand somewhat, um, yeah. you know, bigger than that. So No, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so my first time watching this, uh, it was either 2013 or 2014. It was December. And I was in Brazil, and it was airing. How do you uh, remember that? That's so I just remember. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, this movie is dope. And it was catchy. And then... Definitely my freshman year of college, I kind of got into Let It Shine album binge, and then Let It Shine is just a bop on bop. So it's really cool. It is a like they, they have some bangers in here. They really do. Yes. Yeah, that's I like 
tell me about it. I, I really feel like, I mean, obviously it's not exactly the same, but had it had its fair promotion and shine, pun again, I think it could have been as big as like Camp Rock, you know, just, yeah. uh, it's definitely on the Camp yeah. Rock level. Um, as someone who just watched Camp Rock, it's definitely like, honestly, I think it was probably better, but I'm also <laughs> biased towards black people. Literally. I took the <laughs> implicit bias test. Did you have Professor Grundy? Yes, we I did. did. We took the implicit bias test and like, I was like probably the only non black person of color who <laughs> got implicitly biased towards black people so i'm good well but like this movie is fantastic like where's the lie no it's uh it and it was pretty successful i mean me and my wikipedia stats i mean at the time i think it, it did pretty well in cable and it also had its own like rap sing-along version a few months later oh, and that do you remember also... those um pop-up factoid versions of disney Channel yes movies? i don't know if this one had it but um we found our own factoids but uh yes definitely deserved yes but do you want to start getting into the movie itself yes let's do it okay so we open up and one thing that i noticed in this movie there's not really like a lot of preamble we just got straight into it um cyrus the song you know yeah. who else uh they sing joyful noise now okay before we move on naomi is a gospel choir queen so <laughs> yes we can ask her if she's ever performed any of these songs because i'm pretty sure she's saying moment of truth at some competition <laughs> i mean not in a gospel setting <laughs> okay. but no the movies are like cool because it, it feels offensive in this way i can tell it was also yeah. um it was actually shot in atlanta georgia and some yeah. else in georgia as well so they definitely and um, some fun facts because I love those. Um, they got some like local people to be not extras in the movie, but um, if you know me, you know I stand Chloe and Hallie. We love Chloe and Hallie. Dante's proteges. They just released their new album, Ungodly Hour. Y'all better stream that. But yes, they are um, Atlanta natives, and they were actually in this movie. So if you see that the first opening um, song, they're like the the church girls. Like they were part of the oh choir. Oh my god! Is one girls. of the one who asks if we can do this? Yeah, she said, "Can we spice it up the way we spiced up that joyful noise?" We, yeah, she has one line. That was Hallie, yeah. and um, so they're there and they're singing. We love that's her. a little and mermaid, also, everyone. Period. Exactly. Yes. And there's also this other guy. I believe his name is. Uh, I wrote it down. His name is Brandon. Is it Brandon? Is he the tall guy? Like he's in the middle. Um, yeah, it's he's in the middle, and Colleen and Hallie are beside him. He's literally he's the only one I pay attention to. When yeah, you well, watch. he's in the fire, and his name is Brandon J. And I want to give him some shine because I actually um, have like seen him before. He was on NBC Songland actually, and he um, is part of this um, entertainment um, company in Atlanta. It's called AGI Entertainment. And he's like the creative director of this girl group called Pink Heart on YouTube. And they're a little girl. So he's been grinding for a while yeah. as well. So when I saw them in the movie, when I was watching it back, I'm like, oh my God, like they really had some Atlanta people up in here. And they were singing this really hot gospel version of, yes. um, what was the opening song? Joyful it was Noise. A Joyful Noise, which is a bop. And then uh, yeah. also at the end, they did, of course, this little light of mine because you gotta <laughs> let it. Shine. Well, that was also the only time they referenced the movie title. Um, it was from, fitting though. If they did it more, yeah. it would have been like overkill. Yeah, no, um, for sure. When I watched Get a Clue with Danielle and Angel, they like reference Get a Clue like three times before the movie ends, and then one time in the middle, and I was like, Get a Clue, Get a Clue. I was like, that was a little overkill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, 
anyways um thank you for shouting them out because like now people can go check out their stuff once they're done listening to us exactly um, and chloe and hallie yeah. are so little in this and now they're all yeah. grown did you up. see the disney channel not the disney channel the disney sing-along where they sang with anika nani rose yes oh my god we have to get chloe to be princess tiana or something and yes. then hallie is ariel do you think amazing she's like secretly jealous of her sister no no, no they're super um okay. they're super supportive of each other and also um Chloe has her own movie coming out. It's called The Georgetown Project. It's a horror movie and Russell Crowe is in it and a bunch of other like um, like high profile actors, I believe. So, I know you don't watch Survivor, but I've always like wondered. So there was, there was these two twins who were on The Amazing Race twice and then they had the same placement in both those seasons. But then they came onto the Survivor season where the theme was like relatives, blood versus water. One was the first person voted off and the other won. And I always was like, oh, oh, she's probably secretly jealous. And then, spoiler alert, uh, Natalie came back for Winners at War, was the first person voted off but still got second place because of a twist. We don't have to get into it. Um, <laughs> but she joins you as the second place queen. I'm dead. Oh, you want to tell them you did your own little, I don't yeah, know what no, it's called. I did a little simulation, simulation yeah. And yeah, I got, got second, second place, even though I don't know how the show works, y'all. Anyway, let's get back to Ms. Lesham. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, I don't know what his character's name is, but I call him Father Pastor because he's a father. Father and he's Pastor. Pastor. He's just the dad. He's, he's Pastor Jacob. He's, he's, yes, Pastor Jacob. I call so Because he's Cyrus's dad. So I call him Cyrus's mm-hmm. father, Father Pastor. <laughs> I'm dead, yeah. My notes. Sure. But he's like, rap is the devil's music. And we don't <laughs> allow that in our house of worship. Well, because you have to sit like in like there was like, they put some a rap twist yes. in the opening number and his dad hated that. Yes. And we'll get back to I feel like I thought they did just enough with the parents to make it a really compelling storyline, but they didn't browbeat us with it. They really focused on the other aspect and it was just like a layer and I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I mean I have minimal I mean not minimal, always remembering it's a you know, a Disney movie, so there are certain, you know, ways it's gonna be. I have like minimal quote unquote not critiques, but things I think could have been a little better. Um and we can talk about that later, but definitely overall the incorporation of the parents in there and they didn't shy away from like, you know, certain words and stuff. It, it was definitely authentic in that, you know, especially in like in the South a little bit. This is these are conversations that you know, new generations of young black people and black churches are definitely um, having conversations yeah. about in their congregation. So it's pretty cool. Yes. Um, yes. So then we are introduced to Chris, who brings Cyrus a CD to the restaurant. Uh, do you know the name of the restaurant? Um, haha, I think I wrote it down. Isn't it called Off the Street? It's like a club. It's like a, like a yeah. teen zone area, you know, like a place where you can eat and yeah. like, listen to music. It's like wow. a club restaurant kind of thing. Like, um, yes. uh, so Cyrus is the bus boy there. Yes, that his parents don't know about, or I his mom his does, mom but his dad doesn't know. Um, which I'm like, you sneak out every night to go bus boy. Like, how do you not get caught? And he had that little moped. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. It, it, yeah, it's cute though. Yeah, um, but we see that Chris and Brandon, aka, um bling what's lord of the bling lord of the bling yes that's Uh, brandon michael smith yes um i think his character's name is bling i think it's like it's like lord of the bling okay yeah like that's his rap name no but i think it's like 
Yeah, Blaine. Yeah, Bling. Okay, I, I kept writing Blaine a few times in my notes. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, no, short Chris, yeah, Chris loses a rap battle to him, and Cyrus accidentally spills water on Brandon Michael Smith and calls, uh, and then Brandon Michael Smith calls him, like, says, you better watch out, and Cyrus <laughs> is like, you got weak bars, man. And then when he's challenged, Cyrus is like, nope, bye. <laughs> So, yeah, well, the, the, the personality traits like Cyrus is like this kind of like nerdy kid, but he's really yeah. good at production. He's called and music. Urkel at least twice throughout the movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's right, Chan. Exactly. Yeah. They call him Urkel. And his best friend, Chris, is supposed to be the, the ladies' man. He's kind of funny. Yeah. He's not as smart. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they both want to be musicians. Um, so they peace out and they go to Cyrus's house where they watch Roxy on TV with the two news reporters and the only other non-black oh, yes. in the movie was the Latina <laughs> queen, my news reporter icon. Evan Flo. Yes, Evan Flo. Um, but um, Roxy, though, like in this movie, she apparently like is from their hometown. Like They went to school together as kids, yes. but now she is kind of this rising pop star Yes, um, that they know from way back when, but haven't seen in a long time. So they're like, look at Roxy. Look at her now. Look at her do And they want to be like her. Yeah. Um, but she, they have a chance because she advertises a opportunity, yes. like a talent contest where they will just send in a track and the opportunity to either duet or to open for her. I don't remember the specifics because eventually they blend together. But Yeah, it's a competition at her record label, Atlanta yes. Records. So, yes. Uh, um, very, where's Danielle uh, working? Danielle should be working at Atlanta Records on in this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyways, they both decide to enter. Cyrus submits, uh, what's the song? Um, Don't Run Away. A bop. Ugh, oh. A bop. That was the first single release from the movie. Yes. We should also mention that uh, Lord of the Bling does Tonight's the Night at um, earlier before. Yeah, I think that's kind of just like the, the rap battle song. Like the, the, they sing Tonight's the Night and in between the people who rap, like take it yeah. away. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but so. so anyways, Don't Run Away. Don't Run Away. From oh, you should mention it's don't, don't Run Away from the Truth and in the movie... Um, Cyrus's like rap alter ego name is Truth. So yes. it's like, don't but is it Cyrus or Chris? It's well, that's the yes. <laughs> spoiler yeah. alert. But um, yeah. Yes. It sounds like a love song to Roxy, basically. So literally, and um, it's it slaps. Like I, like on, there production. are some true bangers. I cannot like like I remember there were bangers, <laughs> but I didn't remember every single song was a banger. Yeah, no, Tyler, James Williams, and Coco Jones really, like, did their best on the yeah. soundtracks. And, and uh, even Brandon Michael Coco Smith. Song. Oh, the Coco songs oh, are yeah. supreme. Oh, yes. But we'll get there. We'll so get there. He, he submits to this contest, but uh, he makes an amateur mistake. You have to, like, send a song and, like, write a little thing. Like, so in his little note, he's like, Roxy, like, I knew you from third grade. Like, ah, remember me? And then he sends a picture um, of him and his buddy Chris. And doesn't specify who he is. Right, which is kind of funny because that will yeah. bite him in the butt later. Yes. Um, but I feel like a music contest should vet which one is which and they will like... Oh, of course. It. Like, this is obviously fictionalized. Felipe, it's a Disney Channel movie. You gotta suspend, suspend the disbelief. Just a, just a little bit. 
But anyways. But also, I think Miss Roxy should have, well, I don't know if he just called himself Truth on the application. If he had said, like, Cyrus, like, quote-unquote, Truth is my, like, nickname. Miss yeah. Roxy should have been like, oh, I remember Cyrus from third grade, and that's what he looked like. But yeah. right. I don't think he said Cyrus, though. I think he just said Truth. Right, which is, you, yeah. know, you should probably put your legal name on, like, an official application, but, yeah. we'll, uh, you know. Miss maybe he was one of those kids that was like, maybe this is a sketchy application, and I'm just going to put in a fake name, you know, but then also a send a photo of myself. We didn't see a, a, a close-up of his application, Miss Disney, so we're just going to keep the storyline. Yes. Keep it moving. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> um, but, yes, and then Cyrus shows up late to church, and Father Pastor lambast rap again. <laughs> Um, and we go to Roxy and this is like kind of a minor storyline that doesn't really get touched on a ton, but Roxy, uh, Lila tries to hide a magazine from her with like critics commenting on her on the cover. Um, and then they end up picking Cyrus's song. So you had something to say? Well, yeah, no, I mean the, the little Roxy story, and that's what I like about this movie. It's, it's kind of nuanced in ways you definitely don't pick up when you're yeah. younger watching it. We can talk about it more later. It's, I mean, you don't have to like drag out the whole plot forever, but basically it's like, you know, Roxy, like she's this young black girl and she wants to sing, but of course, like she's kind of not pigeonholed, yeah. but there's a certain, and lots of, you know, of course, like um, pop stars and musicians get this, but there's a certain expectation with the music she makes from her label and from Lila and everything. And they're like, no, you gotta like have the With the vocoder and, um, and yeah, the she has like and stuff. Yeah. exactly she has like a little t-pain little you know a little uh <laughs> yeah. a little um what's it called it's a uh, vocoder yeah like you know auto-tune. a little layer auto-tune there you go over yeah. her vocals and people aren't sure if she can really sing or not but she's kind of like this character i think they kind of tap into some lady gaga Nicki minaj little yeah no um, that final was like literally that final outfit that she was in was literally like lady gaga meets Nicki minaj yeah, and it was it was it was cute and all, but she definitely um, has been, you know, has her insecurities yeah. because of that. Lila said a few things that definitely raised some eyebrows for me. Like, um, there's a point in the movie where Cyrus and Chris are late to the thing, and she's like, "You look like the kind of guys that would be late." I was like, "What's that supposed to mean, Lila?" <laughs> yes, no, Miss Lila. I mean, that's what this movie has, you know, little and I, I, and I like it because it feels not. I mean, it's it's obviously problematic for sure. But it's real in that way, and yeah. um, they don't um, like they don't. Not that they don't make a big deal out of certain things. I like that this movie. It's a black movie, but um, it's not about them necessarily. Like, oh, this is a black movie, and we're gonna tell a story about a black church and black people going through hard black kid things. And like, you know, they're black, but their roles aren't about their blackness. It just shows. Yeah like who they are and and lots of cool things in it that you know we don't always get to see like Tyler James Williams character Cyrus like look at his house it's like a really nice house in the suburbs he has his two parents it's a nice family he has all this production stuff he's really smart and resourceful so we're not playing into oh hip-hop is you know quote-unquote urban whatever that means and it's for bad kids and whatever we we definitely see it as like a real art form so yeah and that's something that like you touched on that like you don't really see everything unless you're looking at it through our perspective where we have some distance from when we first watched it and there's a lot more nuances. 
Right, and I think that's yeah. good because kids, when they watch it for the first time at like whatever age you were in 2012, yeah. like probably learn something without even realizing it. And you can go back years later and be like, oh, wow, like I love how X, Y, and Z was normalized. And that's why we you need know? more diverse stories on television for kids, hence my goal as a screenwriter. Exactly. I mean, how do you see like a black church um, represented in kids' TV? Like it's definitely a cool like cultural look, even though there's problems mm-hmm. with it. You're talking about like, you know, like stigmas of rap music and the pastor says some nasty things about Roxy and like mentions like gangsters and video vixens. So it, it shows different perspectives. And by the end of the movie, I mean, yeah. obviously there's a right side and a wrong side, but um, we hopefully people will come to understand that rap music um, has lots of layers and lots of sides and it deserves to be celebrated. Exactly. Um, where were we though in the movie? So he submits to the competition and Roxy yes. has some, you know, see Roxy and she picks basically his submission yeah. and she goes to the club and she basically, you know, long story short, Evan Flo. Chris. Evan Flo, come up to the club. Evan Flo is the like um, radio Atlanta yes. radio station. And they Evan Flo for um, The Amazing Race. <laughs> I'm dead. But they basically see Chris there and they're like, yo, Chris, like you won. Yo, Woo-hoo, truth, yo, like, truth. Well, yeah, well, first they don't say truth yet. And then Chris is like, I won, woohoo. And then, you know, Cyrus is like, oh man, like, congrats, I guess. Because, you know, Cyrus knows that deep down he deserved. And then they find out they call him truth. And he's like, I'm truth. And then Chris is like, what do you mean? Uh, whatever. And um, what happens, Felipe? They come up with this plan basically because Cyrus. Yeah, so actually, die. before that happens, Levi oh, yes. and Cyrus have words, and Levi's like, "Yo, you gotta just like stand up for yourself here." And then he goes, and Chris Levi, is all- the club owner, in case you forgot. Yes, and Chris is already taking photos with Roxy on the red carpet, and he's like, yeah, "Yo, please, like, I find Roxy fine." <laughs> I'm like, he says that. Well, yes, because, like, Chris is, like, the ladies' man. He's, like, ooh, I can hit it off with Roxy right now. She thinks I'm so talented. I just won the competition. And Cyrus yeah. is shy and a good friend, probably to a fault. And he's, like, okay, let's keep up this lie. Let her keep pretending your truth that you sent this song. Yeah. Um, but wait, did we skip over Roxy's um, really cool performance? Did that happen already or no? Um, That did, did do, um, I believe. She did uh, what, uh, what I said. What I said. Okay, but I no. Uh, she does that. Uh, oh, later. My bad. I'm jumping. No, I'm trying to find it in my notes. Oh yeah, no, we did skip it. Okay, she goes to the club Ooh. and she performs it. Um, but okay, can we just discuss some of the shots because half the time it looked like she was doing a concert performance, but then half the time it looked like it was a music video. Right, so that was supposed to kind of like you know be cool for viewers to like, you know, almost get like a like you know if Hannah Montana was performing in her show and I don't think her did it, but like kind of like get gave you the feeling of like what it was like to be in this fictional world where this is a huge yeah. pop star and like that's the type of stuff that she would put out. But let me just say what I said, that was the second and final single released from this movie soundtrack. That song is a bop. That for me is the best song from this movie, Coco Jones 8. And I don't even know how old Coco Jones was in this movie, but she really- She's uh, already- she really, Okay, so, yeah. Wait, and, uh, let yeah. me just double check that. I'm no, I think she already. kind of is though. And um, she really gave the attitude and she really played the part for me and her delivery, like just go watch on YouTube what I said real quick. I think it's an underrated gem. She had all the, like, it was just a moment. I love that song. The attitude, the flavor, it was 10 stars. 
10 out of 10 from Naomi. We'll get to my favorite song later. I This was up there, though. This was definitely up there. This, for me, is probably my favorite song. It's like overall, it had the looks, yes. it had the flair. It's it's fantastic. Miss Coco Jones. There was a breakdown towards the end. And the yes. dance she was, she was she was serving to me like, I'm a pop star. And no offense, I love Miss Ham Montana. I live for Miss Ham Montana. Miss Coco Jones said, I'm going to serve Watch me you eat. something a little bit more. She she really didn't. She was so humble with it as well. Amazing. Miss Coco Jones Coco. is really a star. And I feel like it's a travesty that we haven't seen her in more stuff. I know she's done some work since then. She right now, she's been releasing independent music on YouTube. Like lots of little, um, of her own music videos and stuff. And I, so definitely give her some streams, y'all, because she yes. she's really, she's really talented. She is. She really has them pipes as uh, Tyler James Williams says multiple times throughout <laughs> the movie. Uh, yes. Just go, uh, what's the quote he says? Sing your little know. heart out or something like that. Like, you know what oh, I'm talking Oh, yeah. About. He encourages her because, like, you know, yeah. with the whole autism and stuff, to show people she can, yeah. like, sing. And one last little fun fact, Coco Jones is also an alum of Disney's next big thing, Disney NBT, Radio Disney's little competition, along with wow. Chloe and Hallie. So, you know, look at them. Look at them now. Throwback to NBT. Yeah, it still goes wow. on now, but apparently it's different. It's not, like, people anymore. They just kind of sponsor, like, music groups, like Fifth Harmony, with an MVP oh. sponsor. Um, we stand Miss Normani, period. Yes, uh, but Miss Camilla. We yeah, don't. we don't, anyway. <laughs> the late Michelle of Fifth Harmony. <laughs> anyway, back to Let It Shine. Yes, um, so we, they decide to go through with this plan and then the boys show up at the record label. Uh, well, so basically, they're like, okay, now that you win the competition, you need to record your songs. Or like, let's get it recorded in the fancy yeah. studio. But and the problem is, like, how is Chris going to record Cyrus's music? They're all going to see him and not have Cyrus's voice. So it's like, uh, but, so Cyrus then gets to be his little quote-unquote engineer, right? So he can be his little goofy and yes. kind of help him out. I don't remember what the reason why the other engineers weren't there, but he just... They were all quote-unquote running late. They're like, oh, everybody's late. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but only Lila complains when Chris and Cyrus are late. Mm, I see you, Lila. This is tea. But uh, so, yeah, they get to the studio and Cyrus is like, I could be the engineer for this. Like, I got you. So then he gets to go I into the studio. I work half the pay. I'll take half Right, pay. exactly. Yeah. He's like, I know how to do this. A real professional. Come on, Tower James Williams. So he records the song basically real quick and everything before Roxy and them get into the studio. So then they can put Chris in the booth and it looks like he's singing it and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But the issue with Chris is with Roxy because they're getting close, closer and closer. But it's kind of glaringly obvious that Chris is not as intellectual on the same level as cyrus is that and that's what roxy actually is more attracted to but she thinks she's attracted to chris so when chris is talking roxy's like oh like spit some bars or like whatever and like he's not speaking the way cyrus would so cyrus has like feed into his ear like say this and then he repeats his friend and then roxy's like oh so yeah yeah cyrus it's like some creative ways to cover up like they've the headphones <laughs> being on and then him being the shadow um Yes, you know, part of it was a little hard to, not hard to believe, but you know, for Miss Disney, for Miss Disney, they really. Yes. Um, yeah. So Box they the succeed. movie, everyone. Uh, they sing a song here though, right? Don't Run Away Again, I feel like they do. And then, is You Belong to Me here? No, You Belong to Me is later. Sorry. There is a song here that I feel, I can't, because he. Um, I think it's Don't Run ooh. Away Again. Yeah, well, at first, but then he also goes into something else while he's a shadow. 
like walking yeah. in the shadows of the um of the true, true, true. that might be you belong to me not let you me i'm look at me. the soundtrack real quick oh my god okay. i'm um, trying to remember what's the song he sings by himself um guardian angel maybe no it's not i can't i can't place it right now i'm tragic right. but um they do another song yeah it's a good song but we'll oh, figure I, it out. I like the song too actually i feel bad but i can't yeah. remember it exactly Anyway, keep it moving. We move on, and Cyrus tells the gospel group, aka the Chloe gospel. and Hallie, that they can no and longer Brent do the rap. Uh, who's the one with the line? Which Hallie. was the one with She's the rap? Like, hey, like Hallie. Cyrus, do you think we could spice this up again, like the way we did it with um, Joyful Noise? And then his mom peeks in. Yeah. Well, first of all, his mom was trying to teach the, the group Precious Lord, which is a real gospel song. So they said, Miss Dizzy, we're going to serve you with the authenticness. But basically, because of the pressure of his dad, Cyrus is now decided, like, because he's the choir director, right? We should clarify that, but he has to, you know, yes. sing more traditional gospel songs in church. He has to ease off the rap because yes. his dad is not with it. But then he mixes some of the gospel music into his next, into the duet that he's working on for Chris and Roxy. He's like, he's inspired by it because, like, you can hear like a little bit of gospel sound in it, I believe. I don't remember. I don't remember that what the song name. I mean, but- well, because I sing again, like... Or it might have just been a transition. It might have just been an audio transition. Oh, yeah. But, you know, gospel yeah. music is, uh, of course, incredibly influential, so... Yes. Yeah. Um, but Roxy is told she will headline the Rap Grand Slam final at Levi's Restaurant. Which is uh, like, Levi's the restaurant at the club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Chris finds himself some dancers. And this Chris is where is we see Chris's like ego, ego's boost go through the roof. Like when Lila tells them without specifying who will open uh he thinks it's him and he like oh he's like i'm headlining and then yeah exactly and like no roxy is but yeah because chris he did enter the competition but like he was like oh i just sent it something like last minute so he's not half the hard worker that cyrus is and you could tell yeah no and this is where chris really starts to fumble a lot and like kind of lose me um but he's funny he said some funny stuff He's very funny as a character, but at the same time, like, I definitely I think, am no, frustrated sure. with him. Yeah, no, 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 but he, you know, he kind of comes around towards the end. But uh, at one yeah. point, Lala was like, oh, speaking, like, theoretically. And he goes, I don't speak, I speak English. Like, I don't know, like, he, he has some one-liners yeah. in there. He's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then something about conundrum, there was a line there, too, and stuff like that. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. said condominium. He's like, I don't know yeah. about a condominium. Like, you sir. Yeah. Trevor Jackson's delivery is pretty good, though. He, uh, yeah, he's he great at he that. Um, so after this scene, Cyrus uh, comes back to work after he flaked without calling Levi. And Levi's like, yo, you got to, like, figure stuff out with Bling, with Dad, with Roxy. <laughs> and then he raps in an empty restaurant. But then, and Roxy shows up, and he's like, "No, Roxy, I was lip syncing. Isn't that obvious?" Right. Roxy's like, "Oh, you're a good lip syncer," because he's basically yeah. rapping to his own track. But yeah. then he has to pretend like that's Chris's voice. He's like, "Oh, I'm lip syncing to, to to Chris's song." If he can lip sync that like, well, uh-huh. he should go on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, and then so Roxy's supposed to go on a date with Chris, but of course he's you know not always number one reliable guy so then it's a moment for instead for a little cute um sarah to be like oh well you know um 
I haven't eaten anything either. Like, we can go eat together, like, if that's what you, if you want. So he, yes. you know, stumbles a little, but he gets his moment with her. And they, and talk, they about, talk about their music yeah. love, about Roxy um, struggles after her mom passed away. Um, and how she used to, she used to go to, like, his dad's church and sing in the church as a kid. Yeah, and he invites her famous. to church. He's like, come on back, girl, sing with us. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And then they stumble upon a rap battle between uh, Revolution and yeah, some and white man. Yeah, other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a street rap battle, because these are supposed to be, like, the native, like, Atlanta's up-and-coming hottest, like, rappers. So Revolution's another character, which I think is cool, right? Because Revolution comes back later, and he goes up against Bling and stuff, and yeah. they could have just taken random people and be like, oh, everyone believes that this character is a big rapper, but they give us a little taste of, like, this character before we put him on stage in the finale. So, we, like, you know, he's he's more real in that way. And he, he had some bars as well, and so Cyrus is watching the street rap, and they're, like, just spectators, yeah. but you can tell, like, Cyrus is like, ooh, like, I wish I could join in on that as well. Yeah, but and then Blink shows Roxy up. Roxy doesn't know that he raps, so that's not yeah. about to happen right then and there. Yeah, no, for sure. He's, like, not about to expose himself like that, but then Blink shows up and tries to call him out again, and Roxy's like, no, forget you, dude. <laughs> Roxy um, hates Blink, thank God. Yeah, she over him. Um... So they kind of peace out. But the next day, Roxy shows up at church and Father Pastor... Oh, they, she performs. Um, so good to be home or whatever. Yes, good to be home. Yeah, and, and they put a little gospel it. twist on it. Yes. Saying. And she was and incredible. And everyone's like, ooh, Roxy. Yeah. And then... Except for Father Pastor. Mm-hmm. Father Pastor then gives a sermon basically subtweeting Roxy and then calling her out specifically when he's like the hip-hop... Hip-hop... Chrissy. He he was like he was like y'all video vixens need to go be valedictorians, and y'all gangsters need to go be graduates. Like really leaning into that old traditional, you know, pull your pants up and pull your skirt down, like you know, old yeah. So really becoming out here because you know church is supposed to be a place for everyone to come and always feel welcome, no matter where you are in life so him as a pastor to go on a podium right after this girl just sang her heart out and is happy to be back home and he's like you are hypocrisy like hypocrisy yes. and like yeah so and but the good thing is that like his wife um Cyrus's mom the whole time is like mortified she's like what are you and she's like Roxy no world? please and no and then Roxy she leaves she's like she oh, has... be... yeah go ahead no, no Roxy leaves like she yeah. dramatically like exits the church in the middle of him basically like attacking her yeah yeah no and then uh his mom is like um pastor jacob you need to apologize to this young woman she is performing at this concert for her music video um yeah well they're filming Truth, and AKA Chris, so AKA Cyrus, cyrus's music video the next day or something yes so and it's at levi's club of course. Um, so Cyrus apologizes to Roxy for his dad. And then Roxy invites Chris to an art exhibit, but he declines to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, because he's, you know, not cultured. But she thinks he would be because he, she thinks he's like Cyrus, but she doesn't yeah. know that he's not. So, but like, America's Funniest Home Videos is a choice. Oh, for sure. And that was an interesting choice. Yes. They can give us anything a little bit more. Anyway, Disney. Yes. Um, 
Wait, do they own America's Funniest Home Videos now? Isn't that on Disney Plus? Was it an ABC show? I don't remember. Maybe they have the rights. That's possible. America's Funniest Home Videos is on channel. It's on ABC. So there you go. There you go. But yes. um, so they're at, on set of this music video. So obviously, um, the pastor, Pastor Jacob, shows up there because his wife told him to go there to apologize to Roxy. So he yes. starts to do that because come on now. But then who does he see there? Dun da da. I mean, not dun da da. More like, yeah. yeah. Who's you know his dad is like, what are you yeah. doing here? Like, what the heck? And right as he says that, Levi shows up and says, Cyrus, I need you to come back here and do some work for me. Right, because he's his busboy, and his dad's like, what? You work here? And then Sarge is like, well, you know, like, when I'm not working with the choir, and his dad's like, no, you can't be around rap music. Yeah, I know. It was mad disrespectful. Um, (laughs) Also noted, uh, A, the music video director, is black, so we stand some diversity (laughs) in Hollywood. Or in the or in Loyanza, you know, that's the thing. It, you know, it would it would have been strange if they brought in a bunch of like white people for this movie and they're supposed to all be like Atlanta natives. They uh, yeah. you know, they got But the that's kinda of disappointing if the guy the director was a white guy. I was like, ooh. I think oh, is he? Well. I don't know. I don't know. I can't find out information on that. Director, director. of the Cheat Girls One World though. I did find that out. Oh wow. Okay. Well he um, did good though. Yes. Um he calls out uh, Chris for lip syncing not well. Wait, and, sorry. He also did jump in. I just wanted uh, to say that. We stand. That's iconic. Anyway, sorry. Back to the movie. Yeah. Um, so, what was his name? Oh, yeah. So, Chris wasn't lip syncing. And he's like, keep it on the wide, though. I don't want it on a close-up. Because he's lip syncing to Cyrus's voice for this movie, But he also was lazy and didn't practice the song like Cyrus would. Well, that's the thing as well. Like he, uh, we can get into that, but but he at least he had the dance down. He was dancing. Oh, his dance was his amazing, life. and like I feel like he's de- like if this movie were to continue and we'd follow their lives more, <laughs> so, uh, Chris would definitely be a backup dancer. Yeah, sure. And fun fact about Trevor um, Jackson, he and Miss Zendaya, another Disney queen, um, were best friends, and they used to um, kind of date and uh so kind of like a dancing legendary dancing couple oh wow <laughs> yeah but uh and she it left didn't him end for Tom so Holland. Well. no yeah. um it's rumored he cheated on her which is trevor yeah literally even your dating zendaya cool. you do not cheat on her oh man yeah. how do you cheat on zendaya i want to say allegedly though but like check the gossip sites y'all check the gossip sites but he's a really good song zendaya or he's in, he has a song called like like we're grown or something and he's like singing and dancing and Zendaya is love interest in the music video it came out like 2013 so something old but anyway fun facts in there go watch it get your little I'm so mad why would you cheat on Zendaya Zendaya is a Girl, perfect human let's ask Jay Z anyway no I'm sorry <laughs> keeping it moving basically they shoot the music video. Cyrus has to go home. His dad's like, you can't come back here. But Cyrus is like, wait, like, let me. This shows Cyrus's character, though. He's a really mature young kid because he's like, dad, I'm not leaving because I have an obligation to Mr. Levi. Like, I work here. I can't just go home right now because you want me to leave. Like, I have to do my job. So, um, yeah. His dad, I think, respected that, at least. Right. He had to because that's on period. Like, if you work somewhere, you can't just be like, oh, leaving now. Like, no, man. You got to start your shit. 
especially when your dad is like no you need to leave yeah um, that that was something else yeah so father pastor punishes cyrus to, um father where pastor. he's only allowed to work in church and mama's upset Oh, we so, should note that this whole thing um, during like the summer, so they're not they're not going to school and stuff. This is like the yes, that's something that ha- clicked into my brain. I was like, wait, why are they never at school? And then like they right, like exactly. the summer, right? So he's like, Dad, I'm gonna work as the choir director, work super hard all summer. Like, I got you. Yeah, um, is this when she makes him sleep on the couch, or is that when he was rude to Roxy? Oh, I think it already happened, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mom uh, wasn't playing games. She said, you're in the dog. Mama's an icon. Um, yeah. So there's a little montage, and Cyrus sees Truth blow up on, like, taxis, and a taxi drives by, and he sees Bling driving the taxi. Right, so just to clarify, yeah, like, Truth is, like, you know, like, when he's out with Chris, like, girls are like, ah, Truth, and, like, taking pictures yeah. and stuff. Like, his star is really starting to rise, and his ego as well, and Cyrus the whole time. Like, off of Cyrus's work, like, that must, can you imagine, like, you like, did something amazing, and your friend gets all the credit, like, that's wild, but, um, yeah, so, because Cyrus lives across the street from the church that his dad, like, preaches at, basically, so one day he's, like, going there, or he looks outside or something, I don't know, and some lady gets dropped off at the church in a taxi cab, because she's going there, and guess who's driving the taxi cab, y'all? Mr. Brandon Michael Smith. Lord of the Bling. Yes. Mr. Talk that big does talk he and... see Cyrus or does? Yes, okay. they see each other. I know Cyrus saw him. Obviously, look. yeah, yeah. Brandon Michael Smith. He's like, boy, you didn't see anything. But yeah, it's like you know, it's it's crazy because it's like what yeah. he's driving a taxi cab and it's very blinking. You miss it though, because like I looked up for a second, he saw, it, and then I looked down to write it down, and then he was gone. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and no disrespect. I mean, like that's a real job, but it's just for the way yeah. that um bling like his name is lord the bling like he has his fancy chains he's always rapping about how cool he is and how rich he is and he has a mansion all the girls how famous he is and it's all a facade no yeah he really played himself right there um and roxy ends up showing up to cyrus's house and she's like yo i just need a friend because chris has been a bad person not bad person bad friend to me let alone well, like, a potential thinks, boyfriend she, yeah because she thinks she can talk to chris the way she could talk to Cyrus because she thinks Chris is Cyrus, you know, like, so, like, not, you know what I mean? So, like, obviously, if she's going to be able to talk to someone, it's going to be the real Cyrus. Yeah. Question, how do you think they are in this movie, like, as characters, not as actors? That's a good question. Probably, like, 15. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, 15, 16, because he has a job as a busboy, like, 15, 16. I don't know what the age to work is in um, Georgia, but probably, like, 16, 15. Yeah, Actually, I was thinking, can you drive a car there when you're like 14 years old? I don't know, but around there. Well, I think Brandon Michael Smith is older. I was thinking oh, like 18, maybe. Sure. Well, Brandon Michael Smith probably was older than them anyway. Yeah. Because he is. He if he's driving a taxi, like like he definitely. I think he's like an adult. Yeah. Um, in real life, he's 31. Wow. That I um, to me like they're timelessly aged, but no, they get old too. <laughs> um. So they end up going and to a record store and ro- they like bond Roxy and they and almost Cyrus. have a moment. Yeah, Roxy and Cyrus. They but then, almost kiss. Yeah, but then Roxy's like, no, I have a date with Chris at this jazz thing. <laughs> yeah, she's surprised. She's like, well, I can't believe Chris is actually taking me somewhere decent. Yeah. Not decent, but something but, cultured because he, yeah. But then the gag is that we find out he's not when he's flirting with some other women at the club and bailed on her 
Yeah, what I will say though, even though like Chris is, you know, not a good dude in that, he's not loyal. But the thing is, though, what's cool about this movie, it's just like little things that I like about so much is that you see lots of black people in this movie, especially black women and the girls that he's lusting after, right? They're just like dark skinned, beautiful black girls. And it's so cool, especially, you know, Coco Jones being rocks, like they get to be like the romantic interest of this movie, point blank, period. There's no, and Roxy's a good character. She's not like, you know, playing the stereotypes of being like overly aggressive or like bossy. She's the sweet girl with who's really talented and she's the heart of the movie that like she, you know, Cyrus is after her heart and um she yeah. gets to represent dark skinned, beautiful black girls who get to be yeah she's you know, not, have a love story. She's smart, she's kind, she's good hearted. She's, she's great. Like, she's like perfect. Ten out of ten human. Yeah, but but not even just her, her as well, but even the girls that, for example, that yeah. um, Chris's character is talking to. We don't get to know. see them a lot, but like just to see that they are black women is like really yeah, good compared to other Disney. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. But that's normalized yeah. in that way. We should see that more often. For sure. See, this is why we need Naomi in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, Y'all, Naomi is talented AF. Hire oh, queen. Yes, let's uh, hope we all have jobs a year from now. Yes. Yes. So we, oh, yeah, they're at the club. And then Cyrus and Chris get in a fight. Not a fist fight, but they were about to throw hands. Well, I think they, like, shove each other or something. Yeah. What were they fighting about specifically, though? Well, because Cyrus was like, you really disrespect Roxy like that. Um, Because he didn't go on the date or he set her up. What was, yeah. Yeah. And, but like, and then he was like trying to call to like plan for tomorrow night's battle or whatever. Um, And then Cyrus was like, well, you don't need me. Well, you're not going to have me. Yeah. Right. So Cyrus is like, I'm not going to help you, which is detrimental because Chris needs all the help he can get because what's he going to do when he's on stage and he has to rap like he's Cyrus when obviously just his voice is different. So, oh, because, oh, that's the thing. They told him like, which is funny as well. They're like, you have to rap live at the rap battle. They're like, you can't lip sync. And he's like, sure, like, fine. But if you can't lip sync to Cyrus's track, you're going to know in two seconds that he's not the real truth. So that was the issue. Yeah. It, it wasn't lip sync. Exactly. So they kind of call each other out. But then in the next morning, this is actually probably my favorite part of the movie, is that Cyrus reflects. And instead of being like, yo, I need to do this for my personal reasons, it's like, I can't let my friend go up there and embarrass himself like that. Like, it comes from a place of friendship and not from, like, a place of greed. You know, Cyrus is just a good guy. That's yeah. the thing. Tyler does a really good job of, uh, with his like voice inflections and his mannerisms like he yeah. really sells you on this sweet boy who is just a sweet boy at the end of the day he is and his mom's gonna help and then he goes downstairs and his dad's out there and he's like let's go i read your song lyrics well because the mom kind of has told the dad off a few scenes before like like why aren't you like you know give our son's musical aspirations a yeah. chance and he's like no rap is bad but it sounds like have you read the lyrics like have you seen what message he's trying to portray like all he wants to do yeah. is see you be interested in his passion so one day when he's like cleaning the house the dad like goes into his son's room and like finds his lyric journal he's like oh, i'm gonna read this so he reads it and ultimately like it, it, it's kind of rushed this is the one thing that wasn't as fleshed out in the movie but little things like that like you don't you yeah. only don't get this level of depth in the Disney movie anyway so i'm not like asking for more but i think i think it would have been cool if there was a little bit more of a 
not a bigger reason, but we saw more of the dad's change in his mentality, a little bit more fleshed out because it was kind of quick. He was anti-rap yeah. and he read some lyrics and he was like, oh, son. Your lyrics have good Christian values, even though they're not my kind <laughs> of music, that there's something that I stand by. Right. So he, he, yeah. he has a change of heart and he's like, son, like, we'll, we'll support you in this. Yeah. Um, I just had a point, but it escaped me. No, yeah, me. sorry. I talked about No, 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 no. It's okay. You, no, I had a point to say but it escaped me about the so mom just, no. no it was something okay. related to this but i just don't remember it right now so we're just okay. gonna move on sure. and maybe it'll come back to me so yeah so roxy then bails on lila's outfit and stands up for herself on this well it's now we're already at the day of the um yes the big rap battle so basically chris uh not chris sorry cyrus um and his parents they're like, let's go to the show. And Cyrus is like, what? Like, y'all want to actually support this? They're like, yeah, we're going to be in the front row. So that's kind of funny. Mr. Pastor and yeah. the first lady, um, his wife, they're going to go for the first time, like, actually see, like, the club and, like, well, not a club, it's actually a theater, but, like, watch yeah. this rap stuff live. And I think those, um, did Cyrus already tell them at this point, like, that's me? I don't, or no, maybe the parents don't even know. I think know he told his mom in the right. scene upstairs, yeah. Right, so they're on the way, and then backstage before the show's getting ready, Lila's like, okay, Roxy, here's the Lady Gaga outfit, and Roxy's like, girl, I gotta be true to myself, and Cyrus really helped her on that journey from her singing in church and everything, like, that she couldn't be talented without all the gimmicks, so she's like, Lila, yeah. I'm not wearing this bubble, what was it, like, a soap bubble, like, Yeah, something. bubble bath dress. <laughs> so she's like no and she ends up going on stage in like a normal like sundress with like no crazy colors in her hair just like natural hair color and she's on stage singing everyone's like who's that that's roxy wow yeah and, uh, i might skip over some things no no, no. you're chris good and but cyrus backstage uh chris is away. pretending to throw up and then cyrus also tells roxy that she looks great wait why was she throwing up because he, he was nervous he kept pretending oh. to be sick in the dressing room and kept going back um i did remember my point from earlier there was a lot of times throughout the movie that there was like a little montage and it usually happened in during the songs and it felt like it was going to be relevant information but like they probably had to cut it for time or something maybe i think that was the moment where we saw the dad um read yeah and there was also one where um he was sitting in the couch with his dad and his mom but like nothing came of it and then that scene was kind of brushed over oh i don't really remember I think it was. Yeah, I wonder if there were deleted scenes. Probably. Yeah, I feel like, and what they sacrificed was probably the dad storyline. Yeah, I mean, because his was the more. I mean, he was saying stuff like video vixen. I'm like Miss Disney. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there were some scenes they had to. I don't know, but that's. But also, like, I feel like even in terms of the audience, they probably care more about Coco Jones and Tyler James Williams and the adult actors. Um, For sure. So where were you? Oh, yes. So Roxy uh, is going to perform and Truth uh, is going to reveal himself um, well, before the final number. Did I skip anything? When you say Truth, oh, well, well, because first, Chris, let's talk about Chris's change in heart because Cyrus comes up and he's like, just kidding. That, that was something kind of quick, too. Like, it was nice of him, but because him and uh, Cyrus and Chris went from having a fight about, like, I'm not going to help you. Like, good luck yeah. embarrassing yourself on stage. Ha, ha, ha. Like, the next scene, they're like, yo, man, I'm here to help you. Like, can't let you go out there and embarrass yourself. But in that moment, um, or maybe with that moment, I don't know, but Chris eventually is like, no, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not the real truth. Like, 
honestly like your truth like go be truth so then yeah yeah like roxy's performing on stage and then sarah's comes out it's supposed to come out right but Mm -hmm. she's like what you're not chris you're actually cyrus and the whole lyrics that he's rapping there's a song me and you yeah. Is it gonna be me and you? And it's really about them. And he's rapping like it's a freestyle, right? Sorry. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it has to be because the lyrics are literally about him apologizing her. So he gets on his yeah. knees like, "I'm on my knees, Roxy, please." And Roxy's like, "What? You're yeah. Cyrus?" And then she kind of keeps it together for a little bit, but then eventually she's just like, "Nah, I gotta get out of here." Like, yeah, she she runs off the stage, and Cyrus's parents are in the front row, like, "What is going on?" And then yeah. the, the MC of the night, because they were just the headlining act, right? Like, this, the, yeah. they were the headlining, like, they were seeing, but then the rap battle was coming. So then the guy's like, okay, that was Roxy and the uh, truth, maybe. Like, everyone's like, are you Chris? Like, who are you? So they move on with the rap battle. No, exactly. And um, just, like, obviously, there's no need to defend Roxy's decisions, but, like, you have to think it was, like, two months of them lying to her at the start of summer and stuff like that. So, like, <laughs> I can imagine, like, the pain of, like, feeling deceived like that yeah and but but uh i forget who tells her later on but whether it's chris or someone else they're like you know yeah it is chris he like goes up to her later on in like her limo or whatever yeah he's jumping ahead a little bit but he tells her like you know cyrus only did it because he was trying to help me chris and like be a good friend to me even though like he of course wanted to tell the truth he he thought he was helping me have a chance with you because he thought maybe that they had something obviously they yeah. didn't so it was really just him being a good friend to a fault he wasn't doing it to her because he would have told her the truth like if, if no, he could exactly. have yeah but just to rewind a little bit yeah. revelation versus blaine they go right because it's, it's a rap battle i think some people forget not forget but like truth was never in this rap battle truth was always there was yeah that's very mandela on. effect <laughs> yeah exactly because you're like oh because you just remember the big rap battle scene but secondly truth slash Cyrus, slash Chris, whatever you want to call him, was never a part of the rap contest. There were two things going on. It was the Roxy's Atlanta Records competition and also the rap battle. Yes. Um, and they were both having on the same night in terms of like Roxy was headlining with Truth and then the, the battle. So, which is good because it would have been kind of Disney corny if they were like, oh, and Truth is also like this great rapper who's going to be in the rap battle. Like, yeah. no, like they gave it to Revelation, the rapper from the street that we saw and also Lord of the Bling. Yeah. Going head to head. It was, and like like you said earlier, I'm glad they introduced this to Revelation so it wasn't some random, and there was more stakes because then, even though we assumed... Right, we actually knew he was talented, yeah. right? It wasn't just like, oh, he's a yeah. rapper, like, he was good. And even if you hadn't watched this movie, like, honestly, like, I don't know if you would have seen, like, him show down with Blink. I feel like they set it up, but, like, if you're, like, a child, you might not expect that, and there were, like, legit stakes. True. Um, so they're out here rapping. Yes. Then... Cyrus comes out to present the trophy, but because who won? Bling. Boo. Boo. But yeah, he won. And then he's, he's like, talented, but yeah. shine my trophy, busboy. Um, because first, they, they wanted Roxy to go give the trophy because she's the big star. But then Roxy was like, I'm too upset right now because my friend was lying to me. So then they're like, Truth, why don't you give out the trophy? So then that's how he gets the yeah. job to present the trophy to his nemesis. And then... Uh, Roxy oh yeah so she leaves Cyrus said well, she goes to the crowd like she yes. ends up being in the audience yes yeah. and then Bling challenges him to a rap battle or some I don't know if it was Bling specifically but someone well, it was kind of, 
it was kind of Cyrus because he was giving him the trophy and Blink was making fun of him and he was like, you don't even deserve this. Like he said, like you're not even the best rapper in Atlanta. Like you're not even the best rapper in this room. And everyone's like, oh. Yeah. And he's like, that sounds like a challenge. So then the MC like takes the trophy yeah. back and he's like, all right, let's do this rap challenge. And do you want to so give then, some of the rap to us? No, I'm going to butcher it. But basically, it's Do you want to point out your favorite moment. lines? Yes, I, I do. So basically, this is the big moment of the movie. We have Lord of the Bling going against Truth, and it's the song called Moment of Truth. But I'm like, look at that. They call it, like, you know, they really have their way with words. It's called Moment it's of Truth. It's Moment of Truth, and belief is the key to turn an open heart and let your life free. Oh. At the final song, too, they have that. Did they? Oh, yeah. gosh. That's not like in his rap verse. It. Yeah. Oh, really? In Let well, It Shine, this- yeah. This is like iconic because basically they're they're rapping back and forth and it starts off with Blaine kind of winning because he's like really he's he's eating him up he's he's like look at you like he's like he goes here we go again prepare to meet your end just look you up on Facebook you have zero friends this kid's a loser yo he ain't even kissed a girl you write her a love letter I buy her ice and pearls so how you like me now even Roxanne's in the background saying wow things got style. I'm off the chain and he disses Chris as as a backup dancer like he's really eating eating him up and he ends up saying like you're not a real MC you should quit hip-hop now go be a good busboy and get your mop like he's really out here with these bars and I'm like and everyone's like ooh, like yeah and then truth comes and he's like blame you don't want a battle like you he's going at him with some real you know some 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 good some good rhymes for a Disney Channel foe and he ends it with um um, adios amigo, you're over with finito. This clown couldn't rap anything but my burrito, and everyone's like, Ooh. Yeah. And it's so funny because when we watched this, like as a kid, I thought I was like, I was like Kendrick Lamar, who Tupac, who I'm like, come on, Tyler James Williams. Like when you're a kid watching this, you know it's so funny. Like these rhymes, like really, like, they really hit you. You know, you're like, what? Yeah. You couldn't rap anything but my burrito. Like, <sighs> yeah. So then Blink goes back in, and he's like. I see your mommy and your daddy in the front row. Like, you know, he's really making fun of him. And Brandon Michael Smith is a great villain. He, like... Yes. Every lyric comes with, like, that, like... The character jumps out. Cheesy, corny, like, pompous villain that, like, trying to dunk on this kid. You you could, like, close your eyes and you could still, like, feel his his, his antagonistic ways. Like, he's... Like, if you watch him, like, he's doing all the movements and little voice things like mimicking and like he has that like extra oomph that a lot of villains don't have like you can like feel it yeah no he really brought it like he embodies it in his movements and stuff for for sure i i would have loved to have seen him record this in the studio and have seen like how he was dancing just like in the booth because you just feel it with the with the words and he's like kissy kissy roxanne did you miss like he's really coming at cyrus's girl his family everything and then he ends his part of rap battle he's like um, like kids a couple bucks by yourself a new outfit he like throws money on him like he's like you know like there's money like he literally like what like the props like where do we get that like, the antagonizing and then Cyrus hits him with the you a taxi cab driver <laughs> well Cyrus was playing it clean the whole time right because he knew yeah. remember he saw him driving a taxi and he, but he's like I'm not gonna stoop low and like make for this man's profession like we're just gonna have an honest rap battle right we're just gonna rap for our skills but you know he, this man just threw money on him calling him a bus boy coming for his girl his family everything so Cyrus is like all right you asked for it like now we're really gonna 
we're going to go there. So he's like, you know what? You don't have a stack of cash or a flashy pad. I saw you last week driving the taxi cab. Your secret's out. And now they know, sport. We'll call you if we need a ride to an airport. Like, what? He just spilled all the tea. He said, in fact, you can drop me off at home after this. Then you can take your couple bucks back, but as a tip. He said, you're not a baller, you're a phony. I bet your whole crew was a bunch of Rena homies. Like, come on, look at these bars. He said, now you lie in bed lonely. Your persona's a facade. The only girls you can get are in the pages of a catalog. He calls him Lord the, the Bluff instead of the Bling. And he really ends it. I'm going to get to the chase. Everyone's like, wow, Naomi, like, shut up, stop rapping. But he ends no. saying, <laughs> he's like, Keep you rapping. get a trophy that you don't deserve. I might be a busboy. But you, you just got, got served. And the whole crowd is freaking out. It's and so funny. Father Pastor gets yes. up. Yes. <laughs> He's like, what was that? That's my boy. <laughs> He's like the number one fan now. And yeah, it's so funny. If you go on Black Twitter today, people are still like reminiscing. They're like, when I was young, I thought this was the served and the served the diss track. Mariah Carey, Eminem, who like this was the diss track to end all this track so guess who won after all that cyrus cyrus yes <laughs> so um, he, uh, yeah but Ooh, what a moment i but think roxy is still not impressed yeah and bling gets the trophy i think still right i think, no, bling... I think cyrus really takes it home doesn't he Cy- cyrus like... wins that's fair but i feel like technically bling won the battle the actual competition but the mc was like no nah, like let's do this yeah fake oh yes 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 he did the fake out yeah um but anyways the next day chris shows up at the hotel and is like yo roxy you can't leave uh cyrus did all that for me and because roxy was still mad like even though cyrus was up on stage and stuff like she was still like well you lying to me so yeah um and then she's like well i gotta go to the airport bye um and then chris shows up at church and the dad is happy he's like we got a man who left our house of God. Well, he was back. like your lost soul because uh, Chris is a funny, phony kind of guy. So Cyrus is so, so, yeah, Chris goes and he's like, Roxy, please forgive, um, you know, forgive Cyrus. Roxy's in this limo. She's about to go do some fancy pop star thing. And Chris is like, oh, like, we don't think, we don't see her change her heart in that moment. So we think, well, Roxy, wah, 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 like whatever. So then Chris shows up at church and he's like, I'm about to go to church. And Cyrus is like, yay, Chris going to church. Yay. Yes. Then who else shows up at church in that limo? Miss Roxy Andrews and not the drag yeah. queen. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she decides to do a detour and go to church. So then they're yes. all at church. And they sing Let It Shine and it bops. And that's the song. Of Listen, this little lie of mine. But yeah, well, they sing Let It Shine, but it's it's uh, it's yeah. a remix of Oh, yeah, yeah. This little lie of mine. And this then little lie of mine doing their thing and everyone's yes. happy and they're singing in church and it's like woo. and as they say it's the moment of truth and belief is the key to open up your heart and let your <laughs> mind free oh yes it was very cute yeah it's a cute ending of course we didn't get a kiss between cyrus and rock which i actually like church well we, high school musical did it too right the first movie like we're not gonna get that because you know it's still a kids movie but also i think they could have but they were in the middle of church, so like that, yeah. that, that wasn't about to happen. Yeah. But anyways, do you want to wrap any of that up with a nice bow, or do you want to just move on to our next segments? I feel like we talked so much. Maybe we should just keep it keep it pushing. But anyway, really wholesome movie. Sorry to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but you should definitely still watch it. Yes, Miss Danielle Wasserman. 
subtweet no, you. No, but the thing is, lots of people haven't seen this movie because it definitely was for the end of like yes, our age group. For sure. Them. Yeah, no, I got blessed by watching it when I did because it was on TV, not because like I saw it out. Like, you could almost watch it like if it came when it came on BET, like and maybe not think right away this is a Disney movie just because like like the dad's commentary and like the adult storyline, like yeah, part of it almost feel. I mean, like it it, it is kind of children ask in lots of ways but it's it's more than you know yes yeah but anyways who is your mvp for the movie or do you want to start with lvp let's start with lvp who's your lvp your My least valuable least... player well i don't know what, what's yours i went i was between lila and chris and the pastor um i ended up going with chris because i thought he needs to keep it in his pants like <laughs> oh my god i mean he's he has this incredible woman in front of him that he's just going to straight up disrespect. And I know, and like, the fame really went to his head. And I was not a fan of his ego skyrocketing when but he But the had no thing is, though, so, it's not like he was, not, I mean, not, not to defend Chris, but, like, he was so young and immature. And this whole um, opportunity fell into his lap because yeah. clearly he's not talented, mature enough to, like, actually have her in the stuff that his best buddy did. So this whole thing kind of fell into his lap. And when Cyrus was like, yeah, I'll, I'll fake this whole situation with you. Like, sure. And, and the thing is, like, the expectation he said, was, like, Roxy thought she was with Cyrus. So Chris, you know, he could never live up to Cyrus because they're to- two totally different people. So it kind of makes sense that he would flop at that because that's never, and that's you know, fair. He, he, he was never trying to be Cyrus in that way. He wasn't like, oh, Cyrus, teach me your nerd fancy ways so I can talk to Roxy and pretend like those are my interests as well. He's like, nah, man, I watch America's Funniest Home videos. Like, he, he you know, stayed yeah. true to himself. And obviously, it just doesn't match up because he's not Cyrus. So And that's fair. He's a young kid. And he comes around at the end of the movie and gives his friend the opportunity, which I thought, that's my other little critique. I felt like that was a little rushed, his change of heart to go from, like, um, no, man, I'm going to give up the fame and the fortune and let you be truth because you're actually truth. Like, get up on stage. Like, it was nice of him. It was, it was a little quick of a character transformation, but nice nonetheless. No, for sure. Um, one thing I will say, though, is uh, I did think he was very not cool to Cyrus and, like, never really appreciated what Cyrus did for him, too. And that's also a reason why I docked points. Um, I'm also trying to think. I have one last thing about that. Oh, but also, like, then he, like, tried to, like, be cool for Roxy. And then, like, I feel like I agree with you on most of that. But then when he was said he's going to take her to jazz bar or whatever, I was like, that's not in character. So, but Yeah, I was well, on the writer a little bit because we didn't, like, Roxy was like, oh, he's going to take me to see jazz. Like, that's the coolest thing we've ever done so far. And part of yeah. me was like, well, why is he all of a sudden actually trying? Yeah. Anyways, who's your LVP? I don't know because I appreciate, even though I don't agree with all the characters, I, I think they're important to the story to show different sides. Like, even though half the things that the pastor was saying, you know, I thought were absurd, but they were real because I've seen pastors say that in real life. So it, it brought up of authenticity. Like, not everything's going to be cookie cutter. Like, everyone, you know, is on your side. And even, like, Lila, I thought she was funny. Like, she wasn't being, I mean, she was problematic in certain ways, but to me, um, Lila, like, the, the um, Roxy's assistant stylist uh, lady, um, she wasn't, it's not that she was vicious for Lila. She was just representing, like, a greater, like, white yeah. industry standard that It's Amy Duncan Roxy, would never, though. Oh, my God. We, we, we were talking. It's so funny. When she showed up on the screen, we were all like, oh, like, imagine 
Miss Amy Duncan. Her real name is what? Lay Leanne Barley Barkley. Something, yeah, Disney yeah. Queen from Good Miss, Luck Charlie. Like, imagine yes. if she was in this role. Oh, she would have ate. But yeah, um, I don't know. And she was funny, and she she meant well because by the end she let Roxy be who she like. She wasn't like Roxy. I'm gonna blackball you from the industry if you don't put on this Lady Gaga outfit. Like she let her wear her sundress. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I had something to say. Oh, so you don't have an LVP? That's very kind of you, Naomi, a wholesome queen. I mean, gonna... I haven't really thought about it. Like, just like, what do you mean? Just like someone who's character in like their acting, or like, or like, what? who would you like if you could give someone like a do better sort of like? Who would you would like would hope they could grow from this? I guess. Well, I mean, of course, I want to say Bling, but I loved how evil he was. Like, he was trash, but like, it was funny. And Brandon Michael Smith ate that role, so like, I wouldn't want to see him any other way. So, yeah, you know. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, I don't really have one. Oh, he could he could be an LVP too, Brandon Michael Smith. Well, for sure, but he just ate it. So, like he ate that. Like, yeah. like he did what he had to do. Like I love to hate his character. Okay, yeah, for sure. Now, who's your MVP? Because I have strong opinions on this. Um, I think an undercover MVP that was like What's the, the mom. Definitely Na- uh, was... Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation was really strong. He he was also just a good, talented kid. Or man, I don't know how old he was, but I think the mom definitely deserves some credit. She was always, you know, wasn't afraid to go against her, her husband, the pastor, and be like, what are you saying? Go apologize to that girl. Like, she definitely was always on the right side. Um, I, of course, love Roxy, and I love um, Tyra James Williams. But yeah, I also love Bling. I mean, like, I love to hate him. So, you know, yeah. So what's what your final you? answer, Cyrus or Bling? For MVP? Yeah. Or Roxy. We're gonna go with Cyrus. Or well, Cyrus and Roxy. I mean, look, Roxy just ate on what I said. That song, everyone go stream what I said right now. That song is a bop. It's giving me China and McLean in Descendants. What's my name vibes? Like, like just the eatery on that. The yes. Eatery. But what about you, Blue Bay? So I was between Levi and Roxy. I think Levi was like Levi, a very underrated no, right. character. Um, who did provide a lot of like he was like that mentor figure but he wasn't like overdone like he came in at just the right times he like had everything right to say um and i just really yeah he was like a guiding a guiding light for when um cyrus's father like wasn't getting him yeah the guidance he deserved and just fun fact i just looked up on spotify the let it shine soundtrack is on spotify y'all so it is what do you think i was listening to before this well, I don't know, some Disney things, like, aren't on, like, the, the first Tina Girls albums on oh, Spotify yes. or whatever. Tragic. So, get your life, everybody. Yes. Um, but I ended up going with Roxy. I feel like, like you said earlier, she's the heart and soul of the movie. Like, she really well, is. I do think Cyrus is the heart and soul of the movie, no, but she's a worthy, um, what's it called? Yeah. Like, worthy, not, not trophy, but she's, like, the yeah. prize of the movie. Like, she is the queen, and she's worthy of yeah. that adoration. And... Like you said, um, we don't see a lot of young black women being the love interests on Disney Channel. Right. Um, we see a lot of them, like we saw Raven be the lead on That's a Raven. Ugh, uh, queen. But like, we've never seen her, like the black women be the love interests um, in a lot of like younger audience Yeah, films. I mean, it, it happens. It, it does happen, but not, you know, yeah. 
definitely not enough. And, and it's not as like, nuanced and well done, I feel like. I think this one was really well done. The portrayal. Well, you know, this this movie feels like a black movie, unapologetically yeah. black. Like it just it, that's just the way it is. They're not talking about, oh, we're black. Like, no, like that's yeah. just the, their way of life and that's just what this is. And either you accept it or you don't. And you know, you don't necessarily learn like a lesson about racism or like whatever in this movie, but you don't have to. Like black movies don't have to be lessons for white audiences to learn about um you know like racism like as the main focus of the movie like we can tell love stories we can tell musicals we can tell movies about like coming of age like parent like son and father and son different like you know what i mean like it could be so yeah. much more than just like one little expectation so this movie is yeah. awesome because i know lots of like white kids of course watch this it was on yeah. disney channel and depending on how old you are maybe you didn't even stop to think from like look at all these black people like you yeah. know like you're like oh here's a church here's a rap scene like look at these talented teenagers like oh my gosh is he gonna get the girl like it's just a normalized story and thank you for saying that and like acknowledging all that because I feel like that's a very important message and something that I want to take away in my writing is that like just adding more stories like this to any kinds of viewers but especially younger viewers like of any diverse groups just to add it and normalize people of color people of different sexual orientations people with different ability um statuses just like all of this is not just important because representation but also like just normalizes it and makes it less like yeah other no it's, it's, exactly and that's the one thing i mean i'm not going to say that's the reason why this movie isn't as well known but it, it, there's lots of factors and like you know most people my age are not familiar with this movie unless i'm talking yeah. to black people than they are <laughs> but um like other like white people in general because it become like i keep saying like towards the end of the disney golden era and like it wasn't exactly in our age group which are all legitimate reasons why people haven't seen this movie but you know you can't ignore the fact that it's like oh wow like imagine if this movie had the hype of a camp rock of a lemonade mouth of a you know, it was the same time like, as Lemonade Mouth, I think. It was, like, only one year later, but Lemonade Mouth was much more known. But I knew this movie, right. and I didn't know Lemonade Mouth as well. Well, because you could talk about now, like, the most underrated Disney movie is Lemonade Mouth. And Lemonade Mouth is great in lots of ways, but I, I wish this movie was in the conversation as well. And, and yeah. when you think about it, like, you know, like, a movie like Jump In, right? Oh. Awesome movie. Really awesome movie. We got Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer, like, legends. I live for Corbin Blue people were looking for Zac Efron, Troy Bolton. I said, look at Chad Danforth, hello. But um, like a movie like that, super awesome and super underrated as well. And that came out literally, what, between High School Musical 1 and High School Musical 2. Like Corbin Blue was also that Disney kid. He had yeah. a recurring role in Ham Montana. Like he was out there, but people just didn't give it that same attention. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can wonder why. I mean, obviously, like people are like, oh, like they're like in the urban area doing double dutch. Like, you know, like, you know, for a certain white audiences, that wasn't relatable enough. But hopefully nowadays people are learning, like, it doesn't have yeah. to be 100% relatable to your experience for you to enjoy this movie. And in fact, on that's a the similar why you note, should watch it. Yeah, no. And on a similar note, this isn't a Disney Channel movie, but I think it aired on the Disney Channel every once in a while. Akila and the Bee. I feel like oh, of course. that's I also can't... another underrated story that doesn't get as much love from white audiences. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all seen it maybe in, like, a rainy day, third grade, fifth grade, like, okay, class, what? we're gonna watch We watched it. Fat Albert, and then, <laughs> we to, no, we watched Fat Albert with, um, the, like, live-action uh, one with Kenan Thompson, and then the canceled man that I won't name. 
Oh gosh, no. We at my school we did. I think we also watched it in middle school. We we saw uh, Akil and the Bee sometimes, but other Disney movies too. I mean, now we're talking about Kiki Palmer a lot because she was a Disney and Nickelodeon girl. Um, yeah. Rags. Okay, Rags. Nickelodeon's Rags. That musical. See, with, I um, Max I did, Schneider. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, okay. Kiki had some bops in that song. Okay, um, that's on my list then. Yeah, she really. How do you spell it? Rags R A G S. I think it's with an S. It might be with a Z, though, but it's kind of like a Cinderella okay. story. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. I'll send you a link. Kiki really ate on this one song called I Love You So Much, I Hate You So Bad. She was eating. like She was giving that same star level performance as Roxy. I think it's a Cinderella story, but kind of mirrored in that. I think Max. I think I've seen photos Cinderella of it. in a way, and she's like, or I'm not sure. I might be making that up, but um, underrated. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so lots of those, you know, um, some of that black movies on Disney Channel Nickelodeon, yeah. like, as don't get their shine. But I feel like we should have a, yeah. like, we should, you know, we have some of nostalgia for, you know, the Jonas Brothers and Penny Lovato and Selena Gomez and, like, what about yeah. this Coco Jones and this Kiki um, Palmer? And you definitely bring something up um, when you mentioned Selena Gomez that, that came to my attention. is like, <laughs> we, we love Wizards of Waverly Place, but technically that is a Latino family, even though a few of the actors are not latina latinx this it's is, a latinx is, family that is something so that, that is a privilege of like the latinx people <laughs> um it's very whitewashed yeah well i think um well yeah they're like the dad's like italian right and the mom is mexican i believe yeah so yeah, they're like I mean, half latinx but no yeah, i mean it, um yeah i'm not sure about if all the actors but that's an interesting point i mean I'm i not, know selena and place girl yeah selena but, um, and classic decom mom maria canales barrera oh, she's a queen we literally said she's the star of camp rock and i will not hear otherwise <laughs> no but i mean um definitely all groups deserve to be normalized yeah. and have stories that aren't about their heritage they're just about them being quote-unquote normal people because you know spoiler alert we are just normal normal people yeah. but um you know disney is getting better though um in certain in certain ways like you yeah. know there's a show um like Andy Mack felt like an Asian American family and stuff. And yeah. So you know it's a one step at a time, but hopefully we can start yeah. running instead of uh, walking. That's no, for sure. But anyways, to wrap up, what would you give this movie out of five stars? Um, when you first watched it, and then now. I mean, thinking about like a Disney scale, you know, of course, like the decom. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely. I think, I mean, I'm going to say five stars. And, and overall, like, you know, I haven't seen every single decom ever. But this one, I think, really holds up. And even if you might think it's a little cliche in some aspects, sure. But just the fact that this was a retelling of like, a classic play. And they, all these, all these like, nuances of the Black musical. We see the Black church. We see Black, like, there's lots of little parts of it that really I do applaud for, you know, this back in 2012. Not saying that, like, that's ancient days no but you know it was pretty cool for its time and i think it still holds up and um i think let it shine deserves more shine yeah so what i wrote down i said 4.5 from back in the day and then i wrote down 4.5 for this now but i think this discussion has actually kind of made me want to give a five out of five just because of the importance in terms of a time capsule it is and looking at the Disney Channel catalog and how it is a story about black people that is very not 
focused on that like just focus on them as yeah people, well like it, it's the black culture black is definitely people. so i think i'm gonna give it up of it like it, they're celebrating black culture but it's not no, like yeah. everybody look this is black culture no it's just like their culture and it happens to be black and it's wonderful so yeah in that way it's um yeah. and disney used to do that i mean you're talking about the the color of friendship and so like disney did that and we had those that's arranged yeah. episodes about like racism and stuff but you know they did that but yeah. they definitely could have done it more often so seeing a movie like this yeah it's important yeah anyways so let's get to our final discussion point favorite song i think you already revealed this earlier um, we love just what i said listeners. what i said a moment of truth iconic yes what about you yes I ended up going with Good to Be Home because that was the one that moved me the most. But also, I have to say Let It Shine is great. Don't Run Away is great. There's so many great songs in here. I think Let It Shine is the one that I'll listen to the most. Um, But there's so many great songs in here that it's really hard to pick one. Exactly. So if you're listening right now... I did go with my favorite song from this watch was Good to Be Home. No, yeah, that one's really sweet. I like how it's it's kind of, if if you know the lyrics aren't exactly gospel because they're telling the story of the movie, but they have um, you know, the gospel choir in the background and stuff. So I'm not sure if that's the way they recorded it on the soundtrack or that was just for the movie. I would have to listen to the soundtrack again. But um if you're watching this right or listening to this, go stream the Let's Shine soundtrack because Naomi told you to. Some gems on that for sure. Yes. Anyways, do you have any plugs or any final thoughts? Um, no, I think we rambled on this long enough. I told all the fun facts I had to share. Definitely, definitely go support Chloe and Hallie. Okay, everybody. Um, they just dropped their new album. And uh, we love supporting young Black women who are coming up in uh, the music industry. So go listen to Chloe and Hallie. Yes. Um, and do you want to plug any of your social media or not? <laughs> I mean, I only have one. So, you know, um, you can find me on Instagram at nay underscore 27. I'm on private, though. I don't know if I'll let you follow me if I don't know you, but uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's fair. But maybe I know um, you. So, you can follow yeah. up me. Yes. Um, you can follow me on my main Twitter at tweets by Fleep. Um, my Instagram is private currently. So like Naomi, you can try. Who knows if I'll accept you. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can follow the Brazilian Dragon on social media Woo-hoo. at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. We got that IP on TikTok. Um, cool. And... Am I on anything else? Not that I can think of. If I am on anything else, then I'll advertise it on social. Naomi, thank you so much. Um, do you have any final words? No, just thank you for um, inviting me and letting me do this. We'll have to do it again sometime. You know, I am a yes, big nostalgic anytime. Disney nerd as well. So yes. this is right up my alley. You're a, you're a big throwback TV person like myself. I really am. So thank you for letting me blab and ramble and all that. Uh, Sorry if I spoke for 80% of this whole podcast. (laughs) Oh, no. The world needs more Naomi Lambert in their lives. And if I'm that vehicle for them to get it, then I will be here anytime. 
Thank you, thank yes. you. We'll have to do this again. Bye, everybody. Yes, for sure. And we have to FaceTime soon anyways outside of this. Totally. But, we talk yes. all the time. But yes, all right, that's everyone true. listening. Anyways, thank you, everyone, for another Bye. fantastic episode. And stay tuned to what we have next. Bye. Bling, you don't want to battle. You're the snake without the rattle. You're the boat without the paddle. You're the duck without the waddle. You're the horse without the saddle. The ranch without the cattle. The day without the shadow. Son, I think you should skedaddle. What language do I have to say it in for you to hear me clearly? Adios, amigo. You're over with Finito. This clown couldn't rap anything but my burrito. Kid, you have to hold your mommy's hand before you cross the street. You have to sneak out the house just to clean and sweep. And now you look queasy. I made him go mute. Put your camera phones up so you can post this on YouTube. Truth's got a screw loose. He's terrified to bust. So lightweight that I can blow him over with a gust. You're weak like seven days. You deserve booze. You should walk around and yeah just seeing it like highlighted is something that is different from a lot of what they have in the catalog even if they have done it so i think i'm gonna change my answer and give it a five out of five um yeah, I mean, and lastly like, you know it still does disney, disney was still there or did you oh out? hi oh no i, I can hear you me. i can hear you but your screen is frozen oh no can you she hear froze. Me? i'm frozen you're frozen ah Hello? You're not frozen yeah. anymore. Hi, sorry, you were frozen, but I was frozen too, I guess. But Am I I'm frozen? Not. I heard everything you said. No, 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 it's good now. Oh, no. No, can you hear me? You can't hear me? Mom? You're frozen again. Oh, no. Um, sleeper. Hi. Oh, hello. Am I back? Hi. Yes. That was so weird. Because I could hear you still, but then you ended up freezing and I probably was frozen too. But. All right, all right, all right.